Welcome to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One, where I talk about geocaching and my adventures with it. What do you really need to go geocaching? At bare minimum, you need a GPS. Most smartphones work fairly well for this as long as you have cell service. And you should take something to write with, pen, pencil, sharpie, or any combination of those. So you have your GPS and you have your writing instrument and you're ready to go and this is a great way to get started. But once you've been caching for a while, you may find you prefer to take more with you. Maybe you just want to keep swag on hand to swap out, or you read a cache description that told you to bring your own tweezers. You start keeping these things in a bag of some kind, so it's all in one place when you're ready to go out caching, and all of a sudden, your geocaching kit is born. Many cachers have a kit they take with them geocaching. Sometimes it is as simple as pins and swag, and that's it, but sometimes it's more. What you keep in your kit may depend on the types of caches you like to visit or who you go caching with. You may do a lot of urban caching with kids and your kit is a bag or cooler that you keep drinks and snacks in along with your pen and swag. Maybe you're hardcore and you find yourself caching in more remote locations and have a trauma kit and bear spray as part of your kit. It really depends on you and your caching needs and it will probably evolve over time. My kit started out very basic, just my phone and a pen. Over time, I created a kit full of things I've deemed useful from either my own experience or from advice of other cashers. To start with, I have a pencil case that holds multiple pens, small notebooks to replace log pages, swag, and any trackables on hand. I have my GPS and extra batteries for it. Wet ones wipes because sometimes you stick your hands in some nasty places to get a cache. Various types of bags for cache maintenance and for trash pickup tweezers because some caches require them to remove the log. I have a backup battery pack and cable for my phone, a first aid kit for minor cuts and scrapes which I have had to use once or twice thanks to some nasty thorns, various flashlights, a multi-tool, and a telescoping mirror. I like the mirror for if I'm going to stick my hand up behind something like a drain pipe. It lets me check that the cache is there and that there are no screws sticking out for me to get caught on or spiders hanging around for me to get bitten by. And of course a bag to hold it all. One item that I keep in it that isn't actually a TOTT, tool of the trade, is a notebook that I use to keep track of my finds. Usually the information I write in the notebook mimics my find log pretty closely, but I find it easier to look back through if I'm trying to find a note I wrote during a specific time frame. A picture of my kit and its contents will be included in the show notes if you're interested in seeing it. I reached out on social media to ask geocaches what their favorite TOTT is. There were a lot of great responses from all the groups I posted the question to. While all the responses are appreciated, there were over 100 responses, so instead of trying to share them all, I've chosen a handful of them to share with you. Angel Wise said, My mom, not only is she brave enough to go places I fear, she has the mind of a genius to figure out what we need in order to find the cache before we get to it. Chris Whitmore Vortex Echo wrote, I like dark places, and posted a picture of an assorted pile of flashlights. Chris has given me permission to use his photo, and you can see his impressive pile of flashlights in the show notes. Jennifer Hutchinson Bishop posted, tie between 20-foot extendable pool net pole and our drop-down fire escape ladder. Lonnie Williams wrote, walking stick can be used to check holds before placing your hand inside. Also, extra reach for the cash just out of your reach. Kimberly Miller said, I have this little thing that looks like a bison tube. Inside it has a small stick with a slit in it for rolling logs really tightly. 
This has come in handy for so many micros. I've been able to use it as tweezers too when I can't find mine. Kimberly has given me permission to use her picture and you can find it in the show notes. There were also several people who listed the same favorite TOTT. Some of those responses were tweezers, pins, Leatherman multi-tool, Swiss Army knife. A few people said their Jeep and others their phone, GPS, or friends. I want to thank everybody that reached out on social media and responded to the question. I really appreciate your participation. Thank you all. Warning, this part of the show contains spoilers for the cache that is about to be discussed. The cache was called Devious Cache Number 6. Cash ID GC69R09. Difficulty rating 3, terrain rating 1.5. The description read, This will be the sixth cache in this continuing series of not-so-easy caches. Enjoy. This cache will be easy to get to but difficult to find. You'll definitely be earning your smiley by searching this area for a small, devious container that has been expertly hidden. A big thanks to the store manager for giving me permission to hide this cache. Good luck and happy hunting. Hint, it's right in front of you. Think outside the box. I had only been caching for a few months when I decided to try this cache. It was a higher difficulty rating than my typical finds and I wanted to try to challenge myself. The cache took me to a CVS pharmacy in the area. I followed the coordinates to ground zero which turned out to be a lamp post behind the building along a retaining wall. But as the difficulty rating implied, this wasn't your normal lamp post cache as there was no skirting around the bottom of it. At the time, the hint didn't make a lot of sense. I looked up and down the post, but all I saw was an electrical access box on the post. I searched the adjacent area, looking for spots along the retaining wall where it could be hidden, but didn't see anything that stuck out. I kept looking through old vine logs, trying to find something helpful. While I was scrolling through the vine logs on my phone, I leaned against the post and bumped into the electrical access box and knocked it off. I picked it up and found the typical pill bottle often used in my area at lamppost caches. I signed the log and replaced the pill bottle and the magnetic electrical access box back on the post. The access box matched the color of the post perfectly and looked like it belonged there. It was well hidden right in plain sight. That was when the hint made sense. I don't know if I was more surprised by the hide or how I managed to finally find it by accident, but it's definitely one that sticks out in my memory for both reasons. You have been listening to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One. Feel free to reach out to me on my geocaching profile page, Shadow Dragon One, or at geocacheadventures.org. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and thank you for listening.